Hello, and welcome to the Ground and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Estenson-Williams. I'm a Minnesota-based marriage and family therapist, yoga teacher, and I create mental health content to help you ground and grow. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. Hello, hello. Well, first and foremost, you might have noticed a little shift in this podcast. So the name change, the logo change, all of that stuff has shifted up a little bit. And this is due to my intention in shifting a little more energy, a little more consistency to this podcast. So previously it was lumped in with my private practice, the Kayla Estenson Wellness, um, and it was the Kayla Estenson Wellness podcast here, which mirrors my private practice. And as I've shifted to add in some more things in my work life that are non-therapy related, I have Ground and Grow, which is my non-therapy business and work that I do. And so this podcast is shifting over to that realm because, of course, this is not therapy, right? Um, And so the name change comes with this intention of, right, this is a great area to focus on grounding, to focus on growth. And hopefully you're also doing your own therapy or, you know, other support things that really work in your life as well. Um, And yeah, I'm working on being a little more consistent in this space. So I will be uploading new episodes every other Monday at this point. I'll update you if that ever changes, but right now I'm going to be doing every other Monday and yeah, the content will be pretty much the same. So I'll have some episodes that are meditations, some episodes that are more chatty, talk-based. I'm hoping to do a little more of that because that's where I've been having a lot of fun lately. And yeah, that's that's all I have to say with a little update there. So stay tuned for a little more consistency here on my end. And yeah, let's let's begin. So this episode is a living slow episode. So this is something that's been pretty near and dear to my heart for many years in my life because it's been a huge part of my own healing process. So I think we all kind of know this fast-paced, super productive lifestyle that is instilled in so many of us and certainly instilled in me and and for very good reasons, right? Like my parents wanted the best of me and they're they're super busy, productive people and and so they taught that to all of us kids Um, and we see it's kind of the norm in quotations. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes here. It's kind of the norm in our world to always be doing, to always be busy, to always be striving to the next thing. And I noticed for me that was not supportive for my mental health. Um, I experienced a lot of anxiety and overwhelm and burnout and confusion around, around what made me actually happy because comparison mindset was making it really hard for me to know what my actual values were. And so a big part of my own healing around that was to slow things down, (laughs) to bring in more boundaries, to question the norms in the world, and um, shift into a space that worked better for me. And before I even go into all of what this is, I want to point out the huge amount of privilege that comes into play when we're able to work on living more slowly. Um, 
right? So much financial privilege comes into play. Having a healthy space where we're able to slow down is so important, right? Like there are so many humans and families in our world who don't have the luxury of being able to slow things down. And and I hope we can, you know, work to change that and shift that. I know a bunch of different policies need to come and play for that. Um, and there's always a little room that we can all do to bring these things in. And, and I just want to note that some people are going to be able to do this more than others. So if you're listening along today and I'm saying something, you're like, this doesn't match my experience. I just want to own that. I know that I know that everyone's experience is going to be so different. And I hope, I hope that there's one or two pieces that can apply to you, you know, depending on where you're at and, Mainly, I just want to validate that, like, yes, it does suck. It sucks that our world is um, the way that our world is in a lot of ways and that there are so many barriers and the need to be going, going, going just to survive. And that's not fair. That's not okay. That needs to change. Hopefully, we continue to work towards that in the future. And we can at least work on taking this a layer off of that in how we treat ourselves around what we're doing, right? So if you're in a position where you can't make a lot of these different boundary shifts and all of that, I hope you can at least give yourself some validation and compassion and and seek support in the spaces that you can around it. Um, Because one thing I know for me that was really challenging is how hard I was on myself, and, and I'll talk a little bit about what, how this can show up for us and, and what this looks like. Um, but I think a really big factor of it is that we put these expectations on ourselves because we think that's how we should be, right? We think we're only a good adult if we're doing all of these things. And it's just not true, right? It's not the case. It's just maybe what society has deemed is normal and okay for a period of time. So most of us are are taught these things, right? We see it in in all different parts of the world where we've got to go, 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 right? We kind of are always looking to the next step. So from a young age, you might be taught like you've got to get really good grades in elementary school because you're going to need to really practice that in middle school. And once you're in middle school, like you've got to really be prepared to get good grades in high school because in high school, those grades really matter because you've got to get into a good college and you've got to do well in college because you need to have a certain job and then you need to make a certain income and you need to work up and and also you need to have a partner by this point and start having kids by this point and you need to, you know, get a house, you know, by this age or whatever. And so it's just, we're always looking to the next and defining that as success or it's kind of defined for us we're taught what success means and we're taught that it means all of these different milestones that we have to reach in life and they're kind of bizarre kind of wonky like right how authentic are all of these things we know that humans are unique and multifaceted and and we all bring different gifts into the world and so how do we how come we all have to meet these same expectations? Uh, it's it's because that it's a lie, right? We don't have to all do this, and yet we're taught that we have to. And it can be really confining, really overwhelming, really stressful, and doesn't feel good. And so in our world, we see kind of this glamorized, like, hustle and grind lifestyle or this do-it-all mentality 
always busy, always productive, and it's really glamorized, right? So I know in certain parts in my life, when I was really busy, you know, someone would check in and say, hey, how's it going? What's going on for you? My response was, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. Work is busy or school is busy or whatever it is. And that was kind of me checking in and saying like, I'm doing okay, right? I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to do. I'm an okay human, right? Rather than, wait, how am I actually doing, right? What's really going on? What feels hard? What feels good? What feels fulfilling? And so when we get in this mentality where we're always busy, always going, we don't actually have a lot of space to be human, right? We're just kind of in this robot mode of like, here are all the things that I have to do. So in our world, you know, it's, it kind of looks like working 40 or more hours a week, right? Having a nine to five or whatever those hours are compromised of, um, which is so wonky in itself, right? It's, it might be the norm or how like so many jobs are set up, which, oh my gosh, I really hope that changes, right? Where so many jobs say you don't get benefits or you don't get full benefits until you reach this 40 hour marker in a work week and, 40-hour work weeks are just not sustainable for most people, Um, right? Then there just are not enough hours in the day to get things done, right? Like how can you be working 40 or more hours in a week? And then there's also this expectation of, okay, while you're also doing it, you have to, you know, consistently maintain all of your relationships and your home better be tidy and you can have hobbies, but they, they should probably be productive, right? Where you've got something to show for it. Um, and you, you know, have to be able to do all these things and take care of yourself. And it's like, oh my gosh, like how, how could we possibly do that? Right? Like, now and and I'm so lucky that I'm in a position where I've been able to shift over to my own business and really challenge what full-time works work looks like for me because it is not a 40-hour work week um but periods in my life right like oh my gosh I'm thinking of when I was in grad school and I was working full-time and you know then a different part I was working part-time, but then I also had my part-time internship while I was also in grad school. And oh my gosh, like there wasn't enough time in the day for me to focus on my mental health or my relationships or things that just felt grounding and supportive for me. And I see that in my clients all the time, right? Where a major stressor in their life is work and not having time to have breaks and have boundaries and do the things that they need. And so... And not, we can't always shift it and challenge it. Um, sometimes we can, and it looks more like a long-term process of like, here's my five-year plan to shifting what my work life looks like. But most of us are in the position where we can say like, all right, I quit my job. I'm not doing this anymore. And I'm going to do something else, right? If you're listening and you say like, wait, like I need my job. I've got bills to pay. And my job is a 40-hour work week job. I cannot just shift that that's okay, right? Like I I know so many of us are in that position. And so it might start to look like, what little shifts and boundaries can I bring in, right? So what I'll work with clients a lot is it kind of looks like, okay, yes, what are the things at your work that you have to do? And what things can you have boundaries around? A lot of times we might be saying yes to new projects or things that our boss is asking us of because we feel like we're, we're so afraid of getting fired or not being liked or whatever it is. And sometimes it might be 
realistic, right? Like there are these really toxic work environments. And if you are listening and you're in one of those toxic work environments, I hope that at some point you can shift out of that environment. I know you might not be able to now. Um, And so many of us are in an environment where there is maybe some flexibility, maybe not all the flexibility we need, but there might be some that we can advocate for or shift to, but we just don't feel like comfortable enough to do that. Um, and so part of this is like, oh yeah, slowing down is going to feel uncomfortable, right? We've got to unlearn a lot of our own narratives that are in play, right? So we kind of have to redefine what success looks like and, and challenge some of the myths that are there. Um, we might have to step into uncomfortable boundary conversations with others, right? Whether it be in the work environment, whether it be in um, other relationships or school or, or whatever that might look like. And so there's a lot of unlearning while we're learning these new things. If you're not new here, you probably hear me say that phrase a lot, right? Um, that every learning process requires a lot of unlearning, and, and that's usually the hardest part. And this is no, um, it's, it's no different. So here, there is so much unlearning to do. And start with where you can, right? So there's a lot of times that we don't have full control over all of the things, but we might have control over a couple of the things, right? So that might look like turning your email off at the end of your workday or over the weekend. It might be um, having conversations with your boss and saying, oh, I hear you want me to add this project in. I know you said this other project was really important, so I'm curious, where would you like me to divide my time? Because I won't be able to do these both in the fullest capacity. So there is room that we can work with in there sometimes, not always a ton, but there's some room, boundaries, right? Like have your lunch break, actually have your lunch break and not be working and bringing in self-care and different pieces like that is so important. So there are little ways that we can practice living slow, but I think the first thing we need to do is really redefine what success looks like. Most of us are taught that to be successful, you are being productive, right? You're always doing, you are go, go, go. You are working to the next step. Um, Whether that be productivity in your work life or in relationships, right? For a lot of young adults that can look like, okay, well, I need to find the right partner and we need to get married in a certain time frame and my parents expect grandkids so we need to have grandkids at a certain time frame and like so we might have these different pieces or productivity might look like I should be saving a down payment for a house and oh my gosh um, <laughs> today's house market is wild and um, does not match certain pieces of around like how much the average person of you know mid-adulthood is making right like it's just a really hard world so we might have a lot of thing ways that we define success that just don't make sense they might not make sense in today's world but also they might not actually feel authentic right? So maybe you don't want to have the job that you initially strove to do because it looked good, or 
maybe your definition of like healthy and happy relationships looks different, right? Maybe it doesn't look like meeting all these milestones, but maybe it means creating really supportive people in your life and having fun and having downtime and healthy boundaries and all of that. Um, So there's a lot of different ways that we can define success, but most of the time the way our world defines success doesn't actually match what we feel. Um, I know I've certainly defined success based on how much money I would make at a certain point or um, if I had, you know, whatever level of home by a certain point or, you know, all these different pieces that are helpful to question and helpful to check in on like, wait, does that actually fit me? Does that actually support me? And that I think is the first part to work on and shift and challenge because the way that society defines success is often not sustainable, right? That's why so many of us end up burnt out in all different aspects of our life, right? Where we're feeling burnt out in work and in relationships and in our hobbies, right? We're just burnt out because we feel like we're always striving for something else. And right, again, it might not even line up with what you want. And then 20 years later, you look back and you're like, how the heck did I end up in this line of work, right? I don't actually even enjoy it or like it. And so it's helpful to pause there and question there. And this might be something you work on with your therapist or you talk about and explore with supportive people in your life, family or friends that are going to cheer you on as you're questioning these things and explore what is truly fulfilling for me, right? What is truly fulfilling? Because so for example, like in, in the therapy world, um, many of us therapists are taught, okay, being a full-time therapist means you're seeing 25 to 30 clients a week. Um, and so if we define that as success, we're striving to, you know, see all these clients each week and da, 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 and to pause and question, like, what is actually fulfilling for me? I know for me, that was like, yes, I love working with clients and building these authentic relationships. And what feels fulfilling is when I have time to actually be present in that, right? Some people can see 30 clients a week and totally thrive on that. I am not one of those people. Um, I just feel like I'm bouncing around and I don't feel like I'm ever grounded in a session and, and then my work is not fulfilling for me. So I had to really shift that and question that. And now I see, you know, much, much fewer than that. And it feels so fulfilling because I get to be present and engaged with my clients and that feels wonderful, right? Which then, right, takes a little creativity of like, okay, well, you know, I need to make a certain amount of money to live. So what other things do I need to shift in that? So yes, there's going to be other questions that pop up, but first pause and say, what is actually fulfilling to me, right? You can problem solve the other pieces as they come. You don't have to take action on this tomorrow, right? Right now you're just brainstorming, you're exploring what feels fulfilling to me. And as you're looking at that, you're going to notice that there are some things you have to say no to, right? So if if what is fulfilling to you looks like, right? So for me, another thing that's really fulfilling is when I just get to relax at home and not have plans and not be doing a lot of stuff. And right, maybe I'm sitting at home with my husband and our pets and we're watching like the next 
wonderful murder mystery show on Netflix or whatever it is. Um, like that is super fulfilling for me and super enjoyable. Or right, having a, a really long time dedicated on the weekends to go out and go on a long walk with my dog or um, different different things like that. So for me, I have to say no to some things. And part of that might also come around relationships, right? So I have such wonderful family and friends and there's so many things that I enjoy doing with them. Um, and there's so many opportunities to go out and do things with them. And I have to say no some of the time, even if it's something that I want to do and is enjoyable. I know for me, I cannot have a lot of plans on my schedule. Otherwise, I feel burnt out in my relationships because I'm not doing this other part that is fulfilling for me and just having downtime and relaxation time. So when you notice what is fulfilling for you, ask yourself, how can I create space for this? And you might not be able to do a huge thing right away, but you might be able to do some little baby steps. So look at, okay, what do I have to say no to or what can I say no to to create a little more space for what is fulfilling for me? And you can take baby steps. And this is a long process, right? This is not something you're going to be able to just shift and jump into in the next three months or six months or year, right? It, in my process, I mean, I'm still on the path of it. Um, but it, it has been years in the making to get to a point where I'm like, oh, okay, like now I'm comfortable with the idea of living slow, right? Just getting in that mental space takes a lot of time. So start just by brainstorming and exploring and processing. And it can be intentional to add in some boundaries, some moments of pause where you can slow down and be curious and tune in. Because when we are so go, 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 and we're doing, um, we don't have much time to reflect and think about it, right? And we might be so tied up in this um, societal definition of success that we feel like we're, we're good. Okay. Like I'm busy. I'm doing all this stuff. Like we don't even have time to think and question it. And we feel like we're totally fine. And then we hit a wall where we're like, oh my gosh, like I need a vacation so bad. I can't even do this anymore. Like I need a break. I I just want to retire off in the woods. Um, so add in some little moments where you can pause and check in, right? So that might initially look like, Um, a long morning over the weekend where you get to just check in with how your week was and what you need. Or it might look like uh, 20 minutes in each day where you're pausing and you're reflecting and you're tuning in. And it can feel a little uncomfortable if you're used to the go, go, go lifestyle. It can be a little hard to pause Um, I know I have a lot of clients that, you know, are are working on this and theirs might look like, I don't even have time for this, right? Like that's going to make me more stressed out if I'm pausing for 20 minutes and checking in with myself. And I know, right, it is going to feel a little more uncomfortable at first. And that discomfort is worth it, right? So sometimes discomfort informs us that we're doing something that maybe doesn't align with our values or goals. And sometimes discomfort means that we're on the right track. And more often than not, I find the discomfort around slowing down, meaning that we're actually on the right track. Um, doesn't mean that your end goal has to look the same as someone else's. 
Again, humans are all unique. We're all different. There's going to be things that connect us and it might not connect to someone else. And that's okay and that's normal. So everyone's happy place is going to be a little different. And that's normal, right? So you don't have to like slow your life down if it feels horrible. Um, but an invitation to question it, right? If, if you notice you're feeling burnt out and overwhelmed and stressed out, here is your invitation to question that a little bit, to explore it a little more, to give yourself permission to have boundaries where there's room for boundaries, right? And then continue exploring how you can create more room for boundaries and more room for boundaries. Boundaries are beautiful and they're wonderful and they're super challenging and it's a process. But I can affirm from my experience in this, and I am not at the end yet. I will never be at the end, right? This will be a lifelong process for me. Um, but it has, the work has been worth it. If I look back, you know, three years, five years, I'm in a very different place because of the work that I've done in this. And it feels really nice. And it didn't always feel really nice. But the, the end goal is... I'll be in a comparison mindset place a lot less. Um, I'll be feeling burnt out a lot less because I've got breaks to support me um, in which I need to recover from different things or I've got more space for things that I enjoy and are fulfilling. So there's a lot of things that are worthwhile in questioning this fast-paced lifestyle that we all have. So those are some of my musings on it. I know a little all over the place. Um... But I think there, this is another one of the things that there's so many other things that contribute to our feelings of burnout in this area. So it is, the experience of it is a little all over the place. So you might experience that too. You might question one thing and say like, oh, there's five other, five other things I have to explore and process through it. And that might be part of the process and that's okay. So I, I hope one or two pieces of this has been helpful, even, even if just you know, the permission to get off your case about it, right? Maybe you can't make a lot of tangible changes in your life right now, but maybe you can shift the way you talk to yourself about how you're handling it. That That is a beautiful place to start. So if you're there, start there, right? Start by working on bringing in a little more compassion, a little more gentleness to yourself, and, and that will help you create a little bit more room too over time. So yeah, I hope you can practice some of those things. I hope you can bring in a couple of shifts. And this is something I talk about all the time on my Instagram. So head there if you'd like more information or connect with me if you have any questions. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Estenson Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.